1: This week on Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go, we'll learn some amazing bowling, <laughs> bowling secrets and all about P. Diddy's <laughs> soft, moist hands. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm big time Gene O'Neill. You nice. know, Gene O'Neill has earned the right to introduce himself in the opening segment. A lot of other guests are not sure what to do. Gene is here. He knows what the fuck is going on.
2: Yeah, hit the ground running. Let's not uh, let's not dilly-dally at the top. I'm sick and tired of dilly-dalliers. Sure.
1: Ten years, guys. Get
2: right into the show. Did, Just right into the show. Did, Nobody's wasting any time. Did you guys know that it has been ten no years? No needless chatter.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, weather outside is beautiful today. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's a Sunday... Um which in the Bible was God's day of rest. Uh did you guys know that we Here's Lady Gaga with singing. Did you guys know that we invented the sound of Young America ten years ago? Today? Yeah, yes, ten years ago today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pretty this good. It's been a
4: very long day. Well, not we, you and I did.
1: Yeah, you and me and Matt Dobbs. Yeah,
2: and then Jordan usurped. I was a Johnny come lately.
1: Yeah. yeah, you came literally two, three weeks into the operation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if uh,
2: if the son of Young America was Roseanne, I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the
4: show had already taken off and it was a huge success. Yeah, Jordan
1: I jumped in on the bandwagon reap to reap the rewards. <laughs> yeah. uh. if you guys were a, ch- a Hollywood child star. Do you think that you would pursue further artistic pursuits or get out? I think it depends on the success we've enjoyed let's so say, I, think the
2: main, I think the main factor with that is clearly, if you're a Hollywood child star, you're cute. It's like, was puberty kind to you? I think that's like the main thing is like, oh are, do you continue to be cute or are you just some like weird goblin
1: now? let's let's get let's get specific then, okay? sure. Let's say you're the half man from two and a half men. Sure. I don't know what his name is. I don't even know what his character's name is. Oh, uh, is that what it is? His, his real name and character name is John Fatso. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's say you're that fella. I thought two and a half men was
4: that John Cryer and Charlie Sheen are both so much man. <laughs> <laughs> They're each one and a half. Sure.
2: 1.25 men. <laughs> <laughs> the, the child doesn't actually exist. It's just like this uh, familiar manifestation of their uh, of their extra masculinity. <laughs> yeah. no, one el- no one else can see
1: it. <laughs> okay so you're that kid at one point you were adorable right you were fucking really cute I guess and that's how you got cast you were a little fat kid with glasses or whatever it is now you're, I don't know, That how long has that show been on the air? Five, six years? So he's got to be 15 or 16 years old I think that's. I think that's, that's like a 10-year like like a, like a institution now. Is it really? I think so. Has it been that long? Yeah. Okay, so you're, so you're in your mid-30s. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. You're this kid. <laughs> you're twice you're, divorced. <laughs> you're deciding whether you still want to be a child star. Well, you could have, here's the thing, you could have a career, right? I mean, that kid could probably work as an actor for the rest of his life. He might have a shitty career. Like, he might end up, like, going through periods where he, you know, is doing, you know, uh, uh, play- debt reduction commercials. <laughs> yeah, he plays, like,
2: uh, an ironic version of himself on Entourage.
1: Right, but, I mean, I think you, the three of us are, you know, we're in show business to varying extents. Sure, right. And um, if someone offered any of us a debt reduction commercial... I think any of us would seriously consider accepting, right? Actors act, right? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't a, matter where it it's is. It's a gig. If yeah. you're if you're an artist like Eugene or like me, right? Then you act. Now, if you're a dilettante like Jordan, you know you're just some TV guy who happens to go out on acting auditions. Sure. Me and me, What I'm trying to say is, me and Gene have roots in the theater. Uh um, oh, okay the like theater. you guys
2: like you guys are you, like you guys are craftsmen. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. We're
1: we're craftsmen like a building with exposed beams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and a lot of built-ins. Uh no, but in, in all sincerity, what, which do you think you would choose? I'm I'm keen to learn because I, I heard something about this kid yesterday, and it made me— The two-and-a-half-men kid? The two-and-a-half-men kid, okay. and it made me wonder what choice I would make in that position. Doesn't
2: the Malcolm-in-the-middle kid, doesn't he like just race like in the like Monaco <laughs> GP or something yeah. like that?
1: Yeah, he totally He took his money from that uh, movie where he was a 14-year-old James Bond. And uh put it all into uh exposed wheel racing sure, cars. F one F one racing. Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, I I'm good I, I don't know. I would hope I would have the I would hope I would have the, you know, self awareness to see whether or not I was good. Because, you know, the Let's are pretend some... you don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh then yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm doing all I'm doing all kinds of crazy shit. I'm having a I'm having a webisode. I'm are do, do you think, being seen publicly with porn stars?
1: Because here's the thing. I mean, I know that I I quit acting uh, when I was you know you know I went to acting school as a teen, but I quit acting because I had no I didn't have enough of a burning desire to act to go through the just. Relentless humiliation that is trying to get a job as an actor. Let's be straight, Jesse. Acting quit you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Hollywood wouldn't have me. I was too handsome. <laughs> that was a problem. I, I was popping off the screen. True. Making you were so the other handsome, it bad. reads as ugly on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But i I sincerely, I, you guys have not offered any answers oh, at all sure. to this oh, question.
4: Well, I'm sure I would just probably throw my life away on drugs anyway so i hope i could have the edward furlong type career and still get cast as drug addicts right
2: (laughs) (laughs) is that what edward furlong's up to these days i
4: think so yeah i think he still gets work as uh, a burnout
1: no how about that well that's that sounds like a a decent plan there's a part of me that wonders if i would have some other passion that i could use my three and two and a half man money to pursue yeah probably not here's uh yeah
2: here's 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 so I feel like when I uh when I first moved to LA, like uh a a a kind you know, the a kind of guy you see a lot in LA and I guess I'm sure other cities have permutations of this guy, but in LA it's the you know it's the guy who's sitting at Starbucks with the laptop open to final draft and you know, he and he's there like at two o'clock on a Tuesday or something like that. And uh, I always had just like you know, massive amounts of disdain for this kind of guy. Like, look at him, like, look at you. You, okay, you know, fucking live it up now, but later you'll be getting your commercial real estate license or something. You know, or or whatever. Or you just have, you know, you have your family money, and you, you know, you can have some weird development <laughs> I can't deals. wait to
4: laugh at your misery.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Uh, but yeah, now, now I'm, uh, now just like uh now just like having you know having a job that's like you know a super ton of hours a week and you know i feel a little bit like my non job creative projects kind of fall by the wayside uh i feel like i'm looking at that guy with like a little bit of longing and envy now <laughs> <laughs> Like, just sitting there in his, like, dragon t-shirt. With
1: his pumpkin macchiato. Yeah,
2: exactly. Just just with the leisure to just, like, sit around and be creative. And, uh Those $200 flip-flops. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so... Are uh, pumpkin macchiatos back yet?
1: I don't know what that is. It's a seasonal thing. Uh, yeah, that's an a autumn season, thing. It's a seasonal oh, geez, drink. jeez, it's
4: three months away. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Time to take some pills. <laughs> just to wait. Jeans', uh, so Jean's no, I, wall I, just I, has a giant wall calendar with a bunch of red X's yeah. through it. Hey, and then there's a yeah. There, well, there's two lines. There's
2: a red one for pumpkin macchiato and a blue one for the McRib. <laughs> just freeze me and wake me up when it's back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I kind of I I kind of like, uh, am starting to envy a little bit that you know luxury to just kind of sit around and pursue like a fancy like and Jordan, i think when I you are you a though, child star
1: you can do that i don't think you have the self-regard that is required to make it through the um the part of that job where uh you're not getting anywhere and it's all a facade like <laughs> sure. you know what i mean like i feel like Those people, like I'm, you're describing a situation where that person with the laptop open to Final Draft sitting at the expensive coffee shop. Oh, uh, I know. I know if if you,
2: if you, uh, you probably. I I, I know I'm explaining this too late. Final Draft is a screenwriting program. Yeah, it's a program
1: that you use to write a, a to write screenplays. I I feel like you're describing that person as though that person is sitting there doing that because they're successful in the field of screenwriting. Sure. And yeah, I, I know that's like not – I know it's not the case. Every time I see that person, I'm more inclined to think that they're either not actually doing anything sure. or what they're doing is terrible or the, – well, there's obviously a terrible person – Um it's the kind of person that these people are buying – they spend their real amount of time buying T-shirts at Nordstrom's. Sure. At the Brass Plum. I would like to – Well, th- can I just <laughs> that's say That's the girls' department, Jesse. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. I am
2: someone who has worked at Nordstrom's. Sorry. You're thinking of the rail. Sorry. That's the hip men's department. Well, but I would I- like to think what I would be doing would be good.
4: Sorry. I'm the guy at the other end of the spectrum. I'm the guy who is persistently, tenuously employed, free to indulge his uh, <laughs> creative pursuits whenever he wants – and uh, wishing I always had enough money to uh, pester the Starbucks guy to check in back for any leftover pumpkin macchiata mix. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, that I had money to shop at Nordstrom's. I think I'm wearing the same clothes I graduated in.
2: <laughs> you are wearing a graduation
1: cap. <laughs> yeah. And you did come here in an open wheeled race car. <laughs> so we can tell that you are pursuing your passions. Yeah. If you were pursuing it, do you guys feel like there is a passion in your life that you would actually pursue? If you're given the opportunity to pursue your passions. Like, we have a buddy, our buddy Tyler from college, uh, who's been on this show, who's been on Jordan Jesse Go. Tyler uh, won the Amazing Race, won half a million dollars on the Amazing Race because he, you know, splits it with his buddy. Uh, and, You know that doesn't. That only ends up being two hundred fifty thousand or something after taxes. But, yeah, it's
4: barely even worth it. But he's, <laughs> yeah.
1: he he went ahead and spent you know five years pursuing his passions. You know, making documentary films and paragliding and whatever, making
4: all who know them feel bad about their existence.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, so like he he had a passion to pursue, and when I found out that he did that. I was like, God, I have no idea what I would do if something like that. If I had the, if I had the uh, ability to pursue my passions, I certainly wouldn't want to do anything scary, like jump off of a cliff or with a, you know, a kite sail or whatever it is that Tyler does. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, you would just upgrade every facet of your life now just slightly. Yeah, evenly distribute that two hundred and fifty k. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
1: would. My, I would. I would move from Brioni to Battistoni. That would be my my move in my sport coats. <laughs> I would definitely buy a dining room table because I I eat my like, <laughs> breakfast off of the fold
4: out uh, ironing board in my kitchen. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, yeah, so you have a fold out take... ironing board. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, n- about, I've never ironed sorry, on it. Talk about
4: craftsman <laughs> built ins. <laughs> Um, it saves a lot of space.
2: No, like I like I, I, I like my job. Like my job is super fun and uh and stuff like that. Um yeah, I mean I definitely have have, you know, you know, larger fancies to write a television show or a screenplay or something like I that. I feel
1: like the only passion that's really reasonable to pursue is something that involves defying death. Right? <laughs> I mean if you're gonna be Defining Death. Defying
4: death. Oh defying death, sorry. <laughs> So a dictionary. I was like, "Wow, is this is going to get really abstract." Yeah,
1: <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about. Like you know how like uh, like uh, Paul Newman or Steve McQueen or whatever are really into racing motorcyc. We're really into racing yeah. motorcycles. Looking
4: your own mortality in the eye. Yeah, exactly. waiting for it to blink.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or like some kind of deep sea harpoon fishing. <laughs> you know, like something really intense where there could be a shark at any time. Like, that's the kind of shit that you can legitimately do if you're pursuing, you know, fucking climbing mountains, or g- crossing Antarctica. These are things that if people are like, well, he's independently wealthy, but he's really fucking up to something. Yeah. You Not know? like Richard
2: Branson. Yeah, exactly. the, Br- the, the
1: Branson effect. Yeah, exactly. Building, building your own spaceship. That's right. the kind of thing <laughs> sure. that a person does who... And that's the kind of thing that I don't think... I have I don't think I'm capable in any of those areas. I don't think there's a single like uh, credible thing that I could be doing with my millions of dollars if I became really rich. I would just be going to furniture auctions or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's uh, so maybe it's best that you don't go back in time and become a child actor and have to decide what to do with your millions. <laughs> you just idle them away. Yeah, you idle them a... <laughs> away at uh, Sotheby's. Your VH one special would have sucked. <laughs> Um, what did you read about the Two and
1: a Half Men kid that prompted this? I heard something. God, I'm trying to think of. I, I, I maybe I was listening to, uh, maybe I was listening to our buddy Al Madrigal on Never Not Funny. Maybe that's what it was. Somebody was... you were watching a Two and a Half Men marathon. <laughs> yeah, <so>. I, <laughs> maybe I was watching a, a behind the scenes DVD uh, about Two and a Half Men. But somebody had said that he was. That he is basically made public. You're watching that the
2: behind the laughs featurette.
1: Yeah, he will. He will continue to be on Two and a Half Men as long as it continues to pay him a million dollars a year. Um, but uh, at the end of that, uh, he's just going to quit and go to college, and just be normal. Uh, what a chump!
4: Uh, yeah. You
1: can't go back, really. Yeah. Even though, even though a guy that we knew in, even though a guy that we knew in high school played young Pat in It's Pat the movie,
4: Jesse. I, I know you live in Hollywood now, but I grew up
1: in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. I knew a few child
4: actors growing up, and I know that you can't go back.
1: For a while there, one of your younger brothers was a child actor. Does, has he done any? Has he resigned from the field?
4: Uh, no, actually, he just made a glorious return in the form of a Titino's pizza commercial.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I see his Sour Patch commercial a lot. <laughs> yeah,
4: he still hears about that. <laughs> uh, Bill O'Neill of Sour Patch Kids And uh, Slim Jims
1: fame mm. Ooh, somebody else has Slim Jims fame, Jordan It's not just you Yeah, right Were you in a Slim Jims No, I, uh, I almost I Or had... you're famous for eating a lot of Slim Jims <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah I'm famous for smelling kind of like Slim Jims um, No, you know, there was talk <laughs> Like for, Slim uh,
1: Jims, he's he's well known for his slightly oily surface <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sure And association with early 90s professional wrestling <laughs> Um, so I, uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, Fuel TV goes just crazy with the, like, you know, sponsor-driven content, uh, and kind of in the beginnings of that movement, there was talk that I would have to snap into a Slim Jim before I did anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well, thankfully, they were, they were, they were classy enough to nip that in the bud, but, uh. Yeah. You still got your lifetime supply of. Slim Jims though. Yeah, sure. I still got to hang out with Randy Macho Man Savage for an afternoon. (laughs) Have we talked about Talking about brand direction. (laughs)
1: Have we talked about the nice man who sent us all the Luna Bars? No. A
2: guy... Okay, so... You got... Oh, I see how it is. You got a crate of Luna Bars (laughs) that was supposed to be for both of us, and you've just been hoarding (laughs) all the estrogen to yourself. Has this whole discussion been leading up to... Plugging
4: Lunabars? bars. <laughs> no,
1: our our uh, uh, Mark Marin from the uh, great podcast What the Fuck um, w- was talking to me at Max FunCon. He was so excited because he had a guy at Red Wing. Now he talked about Red Wing boots on the show, and uh, somebody sent him some uh, new Red Wing boots, which is nice. I mean, Red Wing boots are you know two hundred fifty bucks. They're just no joke. Those are a good thing. That's a high quality boot. All that's right. a man in America. You know, that's a tough boot. And uh, and he was sort of. Frankly, sort of bragging that he had a guy at Red Wing. Typical he, Mark Marin. I know, fucking Marin, Am I right? And uh, you know that's fine, uh, but what he doesn't know is that we've got a guy at Luna Bar. Oh, hello. Met him after a show. Uh, met him after a show in San Francisco uh, at the, when we did. He um, just stolen
4: <laughs> a box of Luna Bars <laughs> from the Ralphs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I could do this
2: again. <laughs> Just ask, I will do this again. (laughs) Just mention me on the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll steal whatever. (laughs) Even a human. Um, so we've got a friend at Luna Bar, so if you guys need any Luna Bars, our man at Luna Bar... I need lots well, of Luna Bars. He'll hook us up. I tried to get him to sponsor Jordan Jesse Go, and uh, <laughs> he wouldn't He wouldn't go for that. The best if he I could offer yeah. was free Luna Bars. If
2: there's one thing we know at Jordan Jesse Go, it's feminine health. <laughs> <laughs> Luna Bars are all just for ladies. That's like a power bar for ladies, right? Yeah, yeah that's it's like, like estrogen a, in it. It, it is. It, well, it doesn't no, there's no estrogen. estrogen
4: in <laughs> it. Hey, no, Luna Bars are good. Yeah. They do. They taste good. Uh, That's what I Fine, was... I feel effeminate buying them, but it is a good <laughs> power bar or whatever it I is. I had this... Here's what happened. It doesn't make you grow breasts. I'm not... <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but it's worth it. But then you it's can smart. just take your shirt off and look at yourself in the mirror.
2: Yeah. No need to leave. bother with dating. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Gene has made a hood for himself from uh, Luna Bar wrappers that he puts <laughs> over his head when he's doing that particular activity. Sure. <laughs> um... Uh, you know, my, my father-in-law is a big Luna Bar booster, too. Now, he lives in Marin County, uh, so, sure. you know, I feel like that's, that's basically... So the, you guys have something to
4: finally bond over.
1: Yeah, like, I, I feel like as sort of black-eyed peas are to, you know, the deep south, so, uh, so are Luna Bars to Marin County, California. Um, but, you know, he works in a hardware store, so he's got some credibility on the, you know, on the masculinity front, and he loves a good Luna Bar. Sure. Yeah. What's
2: the uh, gene as a luna bar eater? What are what are the advantages to, you know, just like a tiger's milk bar or whatever the masculine the well, all of those—I
4: feel like every one of those like power bars like tastes like a swamp, or they just they don't yeah. taste good. A Luna bar is actually it tasty. Like a swamp. <laughs> okay, like you eat it, you're like, oh, this is good to eat before I work out, I guess. But a Luna <laughs> bar is like a good snack. It's kind of like sure. it's like a, it's like a Kudos like, bar.
2: I was going <laughs> to just like a pomegranate Cosmo that you and your gal pals have before you go to see Sex in the City two.
1: Yeah, what of it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're we gonna fight <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you guys a sincere question about sex in the city too? You guys have seen the uh billboards and posters for sex in the city sure, too. sure where they're uh they're hanging out in some sort of diamond desert Have you that's what I want to know about Why is it that i mean I guess sex in the city like a whole thing is that it's it's very it's fashionable in a city? oh no sorry <laughs> no well that's a good point as well, but then it's very fashionable you know that they're I guess, you know, they're 50 years old now and they were never really on the cutting edge, but at least they're in the sort of uh, cutting edge of the mainstream, you know, like, but why have, why do all their posters look like a Master P album cover? Like all of these, (laughs) like all they need is like a couple of dogs up in one corner and like a Bentley in the other corner. And then it would just be a, a Silk the Shaka album. Or maybe No Limit Top Dog from yeah. Snoop Dogg.
4: Well, the, I think the movie was going to be called I Got the Hookup, too. <laughs> They're like,
2: oh, that's confusing. Yeah. But all the characters from Sex and the City are in this differently yeah. titled movie.
1: <laughs> but it did have Silk the Shaka. So I think so. Is Silk the Shaka the one? One of those guys is Master P's brother, and he murdered someone in, his, in jail for life. Oh, man. You'd think that you think that after your brother uh, started, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen like the little Romeo cribs, but Master P has like gold ceilings, and you know, like little Romeo when he was like thirteen had like a, a like a golf cart sized Bentley and shit <laughs> like that. Like you think once your brother gets to that point, you, there's no need for murdering. Yeah. Right. You're you're at the no murdering point. You're at little the, Romeo was his son, right? Yeah, little Romeo okay. was his son. And who's little Bow Wow? Little Bow Wow is little Romeo's archenemy. Oh, they're rivals. But little Bow Wow's known as <laughs> Bow Wow now, and little Romeo's known yeah. as Romeo. Not so little anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's bigger. Huh? Not big. I wouldn't say big, but bigger than he was before. He's still very wiry. And his growth spurt. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well. All this and more. I'm Jordan Jesse Wait, we have to do all this again?
2: Verbatim, I wasn't paying attention.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy Detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Ah. You know what time you know what time of year it is, Jordan? Hmm. A lot of people have been asking me, Jesse, what time of year is it?" <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> They're confused you, you, hang
2: around, uh, you hang out uh, around a lot of like coma pages. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: It's also an unseasonably cool spring and a lot of my friends are very forgetful. Yeah, and if you don't have pumpkin macchiatas to tell you, <laughs> you're screwed. Right. Um, it's pledge drive time, my friends. Mm-hmm. It's it's the max fun drive.
4: Oh. What? No. Oh, so that's why I'm here.
1: Yeah, well, you're you're everyone's yeah, favorite guest, right?
4: That's what I don't hear from you guys for a year. Of course, I hear from you when it's pledge week. You're like the <laughs>
2: yeah. Four well, we invite people over and then ask them for money. <laughs> yeah, you're will in- you personally donate, Gene? Gene, here's the thing: <laughs> the pledge drive just to get
1: me to donate. Yeah, we
2: made list, a- we're, we're not even recording this. <laughs> we, we made yeah, a list. These
1: microphones aren't even plugged in. We made a list of past Jordan Jesse Go friends, and we ranked them by richness. You were at the top. <laughs> Yikes! So we brought you in. <laughs> we're like is gene is Jean still riding his bike from north hollywood <laughs> in silver lake it's a pretty yep, nice bike <laughs> it is a good bike you got a nice bike these days i saw you got one of those smaller u locks that that's better for keeping people from stealing your bike yeah because you don't that was want, like 30 bucks you can't get that way people can't get a pry bar in there yeah is that what it is you can't get a pry bar in there uh, I don't know what that is. Well, you, you know, like a you know the U locks are they used to be like uh they used to be nine inches and now they're like six inches. Oh right, right, What right. I'm talking about? Yeah, and they're. Are you now. still
2: talking about two and a half men, Jesse? Because I think you're mispronouncing John Cryar. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was all
2: right, <laughs> but yeah, it's better
4: than my old security system of hiding my bike under a sweatshirt, <laughs> <laughs> putting it,
2: putting it in your shoe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> before it was asking for it. Yeah, um, we have our goal, Jordan: one thousand new donors during this pledge drive. Mm. Um, here's here's the reason why we're doing this: um, we're uh, we're trying to pay people more. That's part of my goal. Jordan, hopefully you'll be paid more. Sure. Uh, we're talking about paying the stop podcasting yourself guys more. Uh, we're talking about bringing on some new staff members. I'd like to have some staff members. Yeah. On the sound of Young America, I'd probably pay in Gene more to be here. Gene, <laughs> J- Jesse, Gene what, Jesse would what like you? his slipper, bedroom slippers encrusted with diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, we're, we're well on our way. I think we've fallen a little bit behind the pace. Uh we're not quite where I would like us to be, but we're close. You're maybe anticipating a second wind. I think we're i go- I'm I'm looking forward to a second win, frankly, Jordan. Mm. Especially because we're doing this uh Gene, you're you're still you're still gonna come by for the Max Fun Marathon uh on Friday night, right?
4: Oh yeah, that's right. I signed up for that a long time ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to forget and make a bunch <laughs> of other plans. I figured I'd be dead by then, so <laughs> Hey, still time, man. No still still time. <laughs> You have a whole week to kill yourself.
1: <laughs> Listen, I heard the McRib might be coming back. That might be your best ah, bet. damn it. All right. I'll be around. Um, uh, our goal is 1,000 new donors. So far, we have 415 new donors with with the donation from Joseph Weeger Weezer? Wiser. Weizer? Weizer? <laughs> Cryar. John Cryer. With the donation from John Cryer, that brought us to 415. We're about halfway through the pledge drive right now. And uh, we're, what, what's that, 40% of the way there? So we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy. We've got some good thank you gifts if people want to donate. But the real reason to donate, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, the happy feeling you get when you listen to something that you supported. Sure. We got a lot of calls. I spent uh, four hours yesterday uh, listening to uh, calls for Jordan Jesse Go. Um, and uh, there were a lot of momentous occasion calls from people who had just donated, and they were all about how glad they felt that they had uh, supported something they liked. And not one of them
2: was someone saying, I just donated and I still feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's unprecedented that that happens, so that's definitely not going to happen to you if you donate.
1: Yeah. Well, one guy had sold his shoes so that he could donate, mm. and he he was calling to say that the ground was spikier than he remembered. <laughs> To be fair, he does live in Porcupine Village. (laughs) You can visit (laughs) maximumfund.org/slash/donate to give. uh, maximumfund.org/slash/donate and uh, it's easy. It's easy to do. You don't even notice the money. Uh, It's a tiny. It's a small amount of money. Even if you're giving twenty bucks a month, it's uh, when it's coming automatically. It it won't bother you the slightest when it uh, goes. Maximumfund.org slash donate. Okay, we'll be back in just a second with more of Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. Great to have Big Time back, huh? Absolutely. Great to be back. Back and better than ever.
4: Really? Yeah. Is there a difference? You've yeah, been, you've, you've
1: grown. been shitty in the past. <laughs> you know, now you're it's solid, just less Jean. worse than before. <laughs> yeah. you know what it is, Gene. I think there's there's pathos there. There's a little bit more supporting the jokes.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have that
1: before. huh? You got a lot of heart. I only had bathos. <laughs> 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 oh, gentlemen, I am. Do you guys? Do I look different to you at all? Do I? Do I look? I don't know. More liberated. More free. You're not wearing any pants. <laughs> I, I am living the bachelor lifestyle this weekend, gentlemen. You do have gentlemen. sucker fishes all over oh. you. <laughs> Oh man, is the uh, ball and chain out of town? The old ball and chain's out of town. Oh, uh, yeah. And you and you know what they the say? Cat is away, the gander can play. Because
2: <laughs> that cat's not chasing him around anymore. We said that before yeah. we started podcasting. When the cat's away, the mice fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when the cat's away, the mice cheat
1: on cheat on the cat who they're married to. <laughs> <laughs> it's an abusive relationship to be fair. <laughs> so it may it's probably not immoral for them to cheat.
2: So uh, I mean, I I could already tell that uh that your wife was out of town, Jesse, when I came in because one of your Netflixes is 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> so <laughs> seems like you're written all those movies that the wife is too square to like.
1: Absolutely. I've got I've got it all. Everything from Sleepless in Seattle <laughs> to uh, you know what, what what's that movie? Bringing up Baby. Yep. <laughs> Screwball comedies. I love black old black and white movies. My wife won't let me watch them. Sure. Court of Rocky Road. <laughs> Absolutely. You mm-hmm. notice you notice that empty empty pint uh empty pint thing on my uh, stomach. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Your descended belly. <laughs> I mean, so much ice cream. I've lost the power to words. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I fried myself some chicken last night. Yeah. I said to myself. Jeez. I know, right? Man, I can't wait till I get married and my wife goes out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to fry chicken like there's no tamari. I feel, but I wonder if I'm missing anything. I have, um, my wife doesn't come home until about 8.50 this evening. Mm. Uh, we're recording this around between 10 and noon in the morning. Um, and I'm wondering if there's, I wonder if there's things that I should be pursuing uh, in that six hour window, whether it be uh uh you know you know trying to fuck a stripper or <laughs> rearranging all of her stuffed animals
4: in your bedroom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way you want them arranged whatever. tallest to smallest
1: <laughs> whatever, frankly, I want them arranged by genus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: um, Teresa doesn't believe in evolution. <laughs> she doesn't.
1: <laughs> she has them arranged two by two, <laughs> sure. and the
2: dinosaurs are with the cavemen. <laughs> yeah, the dinosaur stuffed animals are with the cavemen stuffed yeah. animals. They existed at the same time.
1: Um, I don't know. Like, uh, it's kind of exciting. I um uh I, I I but there's a there's a way in which when you are married you realize as soon as your other person goes like how much you've built your life around being married and the extent to which you i really like you know my wife left at one o'clock in the afternoon yesterday this is not a long trip and uh, (laughs) And you haven't bathed since (laughs) yeah like within four hours i was completely aimless had no idea what to do with myself like i went i took the dog on an extra long walk because <laughs> you forgot those... where you lived
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> those long
2: walks your wife disapproves of so much <laughs> I, I don't like you being out of the house for half an hour
1: i i really like i really like didn't i like i felt like i didn't know what to do like i did laundry man how have we gone this long without a whoops- oh
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was good yeah we should
1: have <laughs> like i found myself
2: doing... just hey jesse when you're editing this just insert just insert some uh whip sounds yeah that d- uh, degrade you
1: i i found myself doing some uh i found myself doing some chores that i wouldn't have otherwise done like what is what kind of reaction is that to um uh to being alone just working doing extra chores
2: yeah well, i don't know but next time she leaves plan something
1: what kind of thing should I plan? plan trip a trip to Catalina. Yeah. yeah to a to surprise Catalina. party in her honor. For <laughs> when she comes
2: <laughs> back and then just spend, spend the uh, entire time she's gone planning it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I could... Uh, Make a
4: list of all the problems you had with her. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a good time for reflection is what you're saying. Yeah. And then write them on her mirror. And like how stick. she doesn't
4: shake <laughs> up the mustard or something. So when you put the mustard on your uh, ham sandwich, the I mustard water, you get <laughs> mustard <laughs> water. Tears, yeah.
1: Which really? drives you nuts. Yeah, because it gets you, It makes your bread soggy. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea, actually. Okay. So we'll, I'll, I'll compile a list, list, of, of, grievances, uh, list of grievances. And uh, when she comes back, I'll, I'll give her a kiss and uh, a little... Better to give her the list first. Really? Then the kiss. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Just to let her know there's
2: no hard feelings. <laughs> you know the
4: saying, Jesse. First the list, then the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> then the tip. <laughs>
1: When the, the goose penis. gives the list, <laughs> the cat the cat fucks it. the mice. It's
2: <laughs> uh. an old chant from uh, the Dark Ages. Jordan, it has to do with uh,
1: Jordan. I feel like your life has been no less upside down yeah, lately. It's been like bananas. I, you're like I mean you obviously you're a member of the jet set. Sure. We all know that you're a member of the jet set. You fly hither and thither. Fro and Sometimes Yawn. Sometimes Yawn. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget Yawn. Um, and w- when you're doing this, you're 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 traveling. You're going to Tulsa. You're going to sure. Boulder. Mm-hmm. You're going to uh, uh, Orlando, Florida. Corrales, New Mexico. Sure. Taos, Butte, Butte, Montana. You've got many of the western states and even some of the southeastern sure. states well covered. Mm-hmm. And you're often traveling. I mean, what? four days a week sure. um but am i wrong in thinking that you've basically just been traveling continuously for like two weeks straight yeah yeah
2: i have been gone a lot and uh one one thing that i did was i did the uh kind of the press events for this uh movie coming out called uh, get him to the greek sure starring jonah hill sure uh, uh the, the movie establishing that now there is a forgetting sarah marshall verse <laughs> um,
1: did you uh, can I ask you a question about Jonah Hill? You may. When I've you spent s- some time with the man. When you see a Jonah Hill movie, do you find yourself thinking that he's the luckiest man on earth? And I want to clarify this. Sure. Not because he isn't talented, because I think he is actually very talented and funny, but because you think he's fat and ugly. No, but just because he's a mo- he's starring in movies. Like there like w- most other Talented, funny people aren't starring in movies. You know what I mean? Most of the people who are starring in movies are like Paul Rudd, where he is talented and funny and very, very handsome in a very approachable way. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joni Hill, very normal looking guy right. who somehow and, you know, very funny, but he doesn't, you know, he's not like act. He's not like making a scene like Jim Carrey or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he Women don't want him and to, men don't want to be him. Yeah. necessarily men think he seems like a decent guy yeah. men don't have anything against him they like him generally but they don't admire him right men wouldn't mind running into him yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'd like to shake his hand I and say it would be pretty cool <laughs> they like to shake his hand and say hey good work in, in those movies mm-hmm. you've been in i i've uh, i've enjoyed them mm-hmm. uh but you know there's it seems like uh he's sort of like a, a funny uh, genial mild-mannered guy uh, but he's the star of major motion pictures uh with uh P Diddy. Yeah, sure. Uh,
2: who, I've, who I've also got to meet recently.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, did he look like do you look really glowy? Uh
2: yeah, I mean, well, I mean I shook his hand and it was covered in lotion. Uh-huh. Sure. He had lotioned up recently. Good. Uh,
4: moisturizing is clearly important. Did to you botch him. a multi-step handshake with him?
2: I did, yeah. I just bailed after step two and then pretended like I was going to sleep. Jordan
1: actually. Jordan thinks that black people shake each other's hands by going to the regular shake-your-hand motion and then scratching the palm like an elementary school game of murder. Sure. And then
2: yelling, we're black! Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're going um, psych before slicking his
2: hair back and yeah. walking yeah. off all cool. And then um, doing the uh, Pee Wee Herman dance just to tequila
1: <laughs> so get them get them to the greek the premise of this is russell brand and uh uh russell brand and uh jonah hill russell brands a the rock star from forgetting sarah yeah, marshall yeah. and then i really like forgetting sarah marshall by the way um he's the rock and then jonah hill is like the is if i remember correctly He's the waiter from the restaurant in Hawaii. Well, here's the uh, here's here's
2: the here's the here's that well, here's the thing that'll be a point of contention on message boards everywhere <laughs> is that uh, Russell Brand is his same character, Jonah Hill, different character. Really? Uh huh. Is he like his twin, like in the City Slickers, too? The legend of <laughs> Curly's Gold. <laughs> no, uh, I, unless I miss something, they don't mention it. They don't mention. Oh, too bad. He does not like. You look familiar. And he's like, I don't know why. You know, there's no. Like- he's like city folk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sure. I feel like John Lovitz. <laughs> I feel I'm like- in this one. I feel like this is That's being. Right. I feel like this is being discussed right now on forums, but because there aren't really any, g- get him to the Greek forums to argue about this. It's mostly just on as far as you regular. Go. R- r- like regular forums where there's a built-in user group but not a lot of stuff to discuss anymore like maybe a Farscape forum <laughs> or a Starman forum. Sure.
2: <laughs> um, yes.
1: They, they occasionally will take a suggestion as to, as to what might be the new topic of discussion. Uh, uh, so is this... now? Usually when you go to these things it's either L.A. or New York, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. But this one they... Uh, they... In this movie, they like go to you know it's it's Jonah Hill trying to make get Russell Brand to you know go from London to L.A. and they stop at a bunch of uh, colorful places along the way. So they Paris, like, Milan, uh, uh, London, London. Uh, they go to London, New York, Vegas, L.A. And okay, then, uh, so they they did little little press stops in all of those cities, uh, which was great. It was super fun. Uh, I had never been to London before. So you did all of them? I did all of them. Yeah.
1: Now, here's the thing, because here's here's what perplexes me. Sure. Your, your job is to interview these movie stars. Yes. Um, and a great job it is. You do a great job of it. You <laughs> make these hilarious segments for the Fuel TV. Sure. Thank you. Um, now, movie stars live in Los Angeles. Yes. Which is where you also live. hmm And these segments, generally speaking, not without exception, but generally speaking, are filmed in a hotel room in front of the poster for the movie. Yes. (laughs) Um, So why would you go to London, Paris, or London, New York, and Las Vegas... To film a segment with somebody in a hotel room in front of a poster right. for the movie. Um, well, that's where well. the posters are. <laughs> yeah, right?
2: <laughs> you know what's What do you FedExing a giant movie poster? Costs? Does Muhammad
4: go to the mountain or does the mountain come to Muhammad? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
2: well, kind of the idea was they, just, they did them in interesting places. Like in London, it was at Abbey Road. Okay. Um, oh, man, did you cross the street? Oh yeah, I did. Uh it, like you have to wait you have to fucking wait in line to cross that street. Uh, it's the yeah, it's the most uh and but surprisingly Abbey Road isn't just like a Beatles shit gift shop. It's like an actual functioning recording studio and there's not like, you know, Beatles shit everywhere, which was cool. Uh I thought. And
1: um yeah. There is a lot of John Denver shit.
2: Yeah, there yes, there's a lot of John Denver.
1: But shit. he passed on in tragic circumstances, so I can understand that. Sure. Plus, he has <laughs> that a, signature eyewear, so it's easy to yeah. make it an interior design theme.
2: There's a there's a build your own airplane station. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh, why you would do that? No. Uh, yeah, just to, I think just the idea is just to make it more interesting than your typical sit in front of them. I think that's that was kind of their idea was that that sit in front of a movie poster in a hotel room is pretty tired. Yeah, so. I feel like I've seen
4: all the all I can see with the ones set in L.A., but then you go to Vegas or London. Who knows sure. what's gonna happen it's
1: sort of mm-hmm. like when the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii oh man remember that oh that was amazing <laughs> it's very good so wh- how long were you in had you ever been to London before? I had never been to London uh
2: and uh yeah I was there for maybe a total of two days um and uh yeah it was nice uh I uh I you know and it was one of those things where it, was, like, it wasn't a long trip so I just Kind of had time to do the touristy stuff. So and you only had done. time to jack off, what, three,
1: four times? <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: um, that's what I mean by touristy stuff. Right. <laughs> and I got to watch Bill and Ted on British
1: television, <laughs>
2: which was great. Um, yeah, so, you know, I did, like, British Museum.
1: <laughs> I imagined when you said that, I sincerely... Imagine Bill and Ted having subtitles with, with, with a dub with with dubbed vocals <laughs> that are just Bill and Ted with an English accent. Yeah. I didn't imagine it in my head as a joke. I imagine that's my head how it actually is. Yeah, yeah. yeah because ex- British people
2: don't understand non-British accents. <laughs> yeah. Instead
4: of excellent, they say impeccable. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and their in uh, their uh, air guitar just makes uh, flute sounds. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and they're famous people have fucked up teeth. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, so yeah, so I just kind of did the touristy stuff. I did like British museum and you know, your Buckingham palace. And then it was, it was kind of, it was, it was kind of time to go. Uh, but i did i did have a i did have a kind of a night of you know pub hopping with uh, one of the other reporters uh jeremy from the reels channel who's super awesome uh he's great he's my new buddy jeez yeah hey you dropped some names
4: all over the place let me help you pick them up
1: yeah i know right um oh here i got you dave chen from SlashFilm.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks sorry
2: <laughs> dave I'll call you um uh, so anyways um so and uh, you know we 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 got pretty pretty wasted and the day uh, the day after he related to me uh, something I yelled when we were out of a uh, when we were leaving we were leaving this pub that was particularly crowded he's like oh man it was hilarious when we were we were leaving and you couldn't get out so you yelled uh, um, I can't get um, so I yelled you need to let me out of here I'm not from here <laughs> <laughs> just like the ultimate. Uh, the Oldman Obnoxious American. Oh,
1: that's a wonderful moment. I think it's lovely that you went to London, England. Yeah.
2: And uh, you know the kind of the famous, uh, you know those famous London phone booths? Sure. Uh, Checked uh, up in <laughs> uh Well, uh, they, those on the inside are just uh, covered with prostitute ads. Really? Yeah. Almost even in like the nice Harrods part of London, they're just covered with like. In the, Harrods, know, the Harrods district? Yes uh They're just covered with really filthy prostitute ads.
1: Wow, do, do the, is a filthy prostitute a big thing in England? I'm uh, well. The uh, how clean was I guess really <laughs> she smelled of lavender
2: and English breakfast. Beans, my pork and beans.
1: Is it is a is a prostitute a thing? Did you did you check in with anybody any English people about this?
2: I didn't, uh, but there's you know like a definitely there's a remarkable amount of prostitute based
1: advertising. Okay, well we'll 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 probably get a decent explanation. I feel like from someone in the audience, right? If we get if we if we put that out there two zero six nine eight four four fun, there's English people who listen to this show. Yeah, let's get some prostitute stories. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Omit <laughs> no details. <laughs> We specifically want to know how how expensive they are. Yeah, Just like we're headed to the ATM. Yeah, and does anything go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Can you kiss them? That's um, what I want
1: to know. Which which of the, of the people involved in this film? Yes. Which one is which one w- was it the biggest experience for you to meet?
4: Uh, Between let, Russell Brand and Jonah Hill <laughs> <laughs> And Diddy
2: He met oh, Diddy right, 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 I also right. got to meet Peggy from Mad Men
1: Oh, that's pretty good oh. Oh. Is she in that movie? She is That's cool, isn't she married to Fred Armisen? She is So That's pretty cool Yeah, that's great Fred Armisen was on the Sound of Young America one time Just one of the nicest people that I've ever talked to in my life Sure it was Almost disconcerting hmm. uh, he Probably
4: wanted something from you
1: <laughs> Yeah you uh, here's, here's he wanted to appeal on my marginal public radio program.
4: Yeah. You did give him an evening with your wife, so.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but they just made a list of everything they hate about Jesse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, is this the home of Teresa Thorne? I found the ad in the phone booth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the British phone booth. Um, uh, Diddy has a, um, has a woman... Uh, that follows him around with a stack of cell phones... Uh-huh. And he just takes one, says something into it, hands it back to her, and takes another one and says something into it. Really? Yeah, yeah. And they're like different brands of cell phones too, which is weird. There's like a couple of Blackberries and a couple of iPhones. Do you so. think they're color coded in some way? I don't know. There didn't seem to be any organization to uh, it. We, we got to
4: revisit our "What would we do with our millions of dollars?" conversation. Oh,
1: you know what? How I have a th- woman follow
4: me around with a box of cell phones. You
1: know what I think? You know what I think that you know how I think he organizes his cell phones. Hmm. Uh, by uh, uh astrological sign. <laughs> so, like, if Makes you're a sense. Taurus, you call the Taurus number. Sure. And his his business card just probably has the symbols on the back with the numbers for each of the phones. That seems like the
2: simplest way to do that.
1: So it's straightforward. I mean, there are probably are other ways to do it that might be technically be more efficient if you were, you know, a professional administrator or something. But I'm not. Maybe each phone is one number. Like one
4: phone is the one and another phone is the two. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: So how come if you don't, if everybody just dials one number on their phone, as it automatically? Like, call oh man, you candy. have to dial
4: all the numbers on one phone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
4: a mortifying moment.
2: Uh, you know, it seems like a weird piece of stunt casting to put uh, to put Diddy in this, but he's good in it. He's really funny.
1: Really? Yeah. Because everyone had said that he was good and funny in it. That was the buzz from the set. Sure. If you recall, that was the big thing that all the guys were talking about. How funny Diddy is in it? That is true. And yeah. I had, I had watched the trailer for the film and thought, wow, Diddy seems like he's awful in it? Uh, no, no. He's yeah. That's kind, that of, was kind uh, of my impression. <laughs> uh, he
2: got, uh, there's this part where he's talking about his, um, he's talking about like his, uh, his kind of rise to fame. He's like kind of berating some young executives about how they don't, you know, they need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. He's like, He's like he's like look at me I started with nothing and now I own 6 kookaroos and his uh, <laughs> his assistant goes 7 he's like
1: 7 kookaroos <laughs> anyway that's a pretty good part the only problem with kookaroos I think don't they only have kookaroo in Los Angeles I don't know kook- I think how, there's yeah, only was- 7 kookaroos in the world yeah <laughs>
2: he owns all of them how uh, yeah how far reaching is kookaroo is it like man yeah. the one
4: in my neighborhood just closed down that was a dark day
2: for north hollywood <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did anything like sad replace it like a liquor store with a clown mascot, a Chick
4: Fil A. No, there's nothing no, there I, yet. Man,
2: if only they would replace something with a Chick Fil A. Jesus, there, there,
4: there's a Chick Fil A coming out. It's going to be in uh, really. We're getting our own like Chick-fil-A. on Sunset and uh, Gower. Yeah, man, where the Carl's Jr. is, it's going to be a Chick Fil A. You oh, know wow. what?
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now. Let's just
4: stop what we're doing and go wait for the Chick Fil A to be built. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I want to be first in line.
1: A lot of Angelinos are going to be telling a lot of other Angelinos about how they went to the Chick Fil A yeah. and how there's a Chick Fil A. And they waited in line for a Chick-fil-A. You and should do a th-
4: podcast dedicated to the Chick-fil-A. We should do a Chick-fil-A show. Yeah. Maybe you'll get free Chick-fil-A.
2: It'll be like that This American Life where you wait in line and you get free ones. Oh. You hear that? Oh. No. Dave Hill hosted that. Dave Hill got free Chick-fil-A's for waiting in line at a Chick-fil-A? Yeah, he made a little This American Life thing about it. I didn't hear that one. That's yeah, good. Man, what a great scam. Yeah, awesome scam. <laughs>
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
2: Big time, Gene O'Neill. You know, the information age needs a trend spotter, and I think it just got one. Here's Jesse Thorne with Hang It Up and Keep It Up. Keep it up. (laughs)
1: Brussels sprouts. It doesn't get any better than Brussels sprouts. Browned, roasted, and drizzled with balsamic vinegar. Keep it up, Brussels sprouts. The arts and crafts movement. You know what I would love? A nice arts and crafts side table. Keep it up, the arts and crafts movement. Jesse's dog. My dog's name is Coco, and she's the best. Keep it up, my dog. Mangoes. It's the world's most popular fruit for a reason. Keep it up, mangoes. Chamois shirt. (laughs) Just the thing for a cool spring evening. Keep it up, chamois shirt. Roth IRA. What do you, like taxes? I sure don't. Keep it up, Roth IRA. And now, hang it up. Hang it up, golf Even good people become douchebags when they're playing golf Did you know there are teenagers who play golf? Sickening Hang it up, golf The Mongols Too invasive Hang it up, the Mongols Stockton I don't mean to pick on Stockton, but it's pretty fucking lame Hang it up, Stockton Magicians Stop trying to trick me You're too good at it, and it upsets me Hang it up, magicians. And angels. When you think about it, it's just a bunch of flapping. Hang it up, angels. Hang
2: it up. You know you hang it up. That was Hang It Up and Keep It Up. Love it love
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse
4: Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy Detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill.
1: Ah Beautiful day here in Los Angeles. A beautiful day for a Max Fun Drive. Sure. this is a look. This is the situation. We don't charge any money for what we make. We don't uh, make you watch commercials. No. You know what? I was just thinking about this the other day. I, I don't watch a huge amount of uh, broadcast television, but I do enjoy watching the NBC Thursday night comedy lineup. I'm, you know, community. Uh, Veronica's Closet. <laughs> Veronica's Closet. The single guy. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline in the city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the big four. <laughs> um, and uh, I was wondering. Gracie and Allen. <laughs> and I mean I guess like th- cave
2: paintings
1: <laughs> Jordan the next what? thing to say was Fibber McGee and Molly and then cave paintings no no we need to get on with it we don't have time Okay, yeah. we don't have time to cover the whole history sorry entertainment. Um, and I was thinking to myself like theoretically this is free right you get to listen you get to watch broadcast television for free and again I don't watch that much broadcast television however I did the math Jordan Wow, I did the math on it let's just say you only watched the NBC Thursday Night comedies for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of your time you would spend uh you would spend uh, watching commercials just from the Thursday night comedies just from one year? The answer is you would spend twenty seven point seven hours watching commercials in that year. so my suggestion to you is if you feel like you're getting the free media that you watch for free, maybe you should consider how much money do I make an hour, whether it's $8 an hour or $25 an hour or $100 an hour. Mm. Um, And if I'm willing to spend 27 hours of my time watching commercials just to watch the Thursday night comedies from NBC, uh, what is it worth to me to get the commercial-free entertainment that MaximumFun.org gives you? Because we do, I mean, we're talking about uh, we're talking about. We've given you hundreds of hours of entertainment. Absolutely. All these people call us and they say, and just- it's
2: straight entertainment too.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is like uh, consistent. This is like a, a man with a Calliope. I mean, there's shit going This is the best you can get. This is like a one man band. Look, we don't just have an organ. We've got a monkey too yeah you see what <laughs> i 'm saying whole thing so, so I you know even even your free entertainment is is entertainment that you 're paying for, and that's you know without even considering the you know fifty or sixty bucks a month you have to pay to get cable and t v does reruns. you don 't do those no absolutely not absolutely We're, not. We've made this is episode one hundred and thirty three of Jordan Jesse Go. Hmm. people are always calling in to tell us, you know I just finished listening to the entire archive of Jordan Jesse Go. That's what? That's like that's like hundred and seventy-five hours or something sure. like that. And of, by the time you listen to them all, you can go back and listen to old ones because you forgot them.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So this is like a never ending loop
1: of entertainment. Um and uh all, all we're asking for is uh all we're asking for is for you to support it. I think um
2: Yeah. I mean you're uh you got you got prizes too though. Maybe we should pump that a little bit more. Well let
1: me I want to I w I wanna I wanna address one issue. Okay, sure. It's the I can't afford it issue. Sure. Um, And I want to say that if you do not have a job, you are exempt. Sure. I have, I am issuing a blanket exemption to everyone out there who listens to this show and doesn't support it because Fast they don't have a job. Fast forward through
2: this if you want to, but yeah. we're going to try and make it a little
1: funny so you can listen anyway. we to you- lead the unemployed in a collective few. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's, this, in this economy, Jordan, sure. it's the least we can do to offer our show for free to those who have no jobs. Yeah. Also... If you live in these. And to uh, General Motors executives. Yeah. If you listen. <laughs> also listen for free. If you listen in the second or third world, so not just Somalia, say, but also parts of Spain, okay? Mexico, mm-hmm. even better, slightly better off parts of Mexico, you are exempt from our request for your money. If you live in the second or third world, you're fine. We Eastern don't want, Europe. We don't want the shiny beads you use to trade. Listen, <laughs> even if you live in Prague and you're doing just fine, but just fine in Prague is a significantly smaller amount of money than just fine in, say, London. Yeah, that's poor. Um, then uh, you're where well, you're fine. Go ahead, enjoy it for free. Second and third worlds get a blanket exemption. Mm. However, that having been said, if you have a job. And live in the first world. Sure. You can afford it. We're looking
2: at you, shoe salesman in Denmark.
1: Yeah. United
2: Arab Emirates oil barons. (laughs) (laughs) If you live on a man-made party island...
1: (laughs) If you've had an island... That from the
2: air looks like a poem written by the (laughs) Prince of
1: Dubai... Um, Give know, us your crazy money um, because the fact of the matter is that the the amount of money that we 're suggesting that you don 't isn 't a huge amount of money if you 're giving five or ten or twenty dollars a month um, you know that 's an amount of money that uh, you know when it comes out of your bank account automatically it's it, you won 't even notice that it 's gone it 's sure. the kind of money that you 'd spend on you know like a, a you know a meal for two at mcdonald 's or something like that it 's really <laughs> it 's not a it's not a life-changing amount yeah, of money that just, we're asking you to yeah, get. He's up, he's up on the
2: pumpkin macchiatos when, uh, when the time comes around. You know, can
1: I say that I, when I check my bank account from
4: time to time, I'll be like, oh, please let there just be, you know, X amount of dollars in there. And then I think, all right, just to, you know, be safe, I'll hope that there's X minus two or $300, and I'll, I'll be happy. And then you check your bank account, and it's like X minus, like, a $1,000, and... It just it just seems money just kind of, your money just kind of disappears into the ether anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's so really have no some of it way. disappear
4: into this show. <laughs>
1: um but we do have we do have some pretty sweet thank you gifts. We made a fucking DVD, didn't we? Yeah, we made a DVD that's got a bunch of funny stuff on it. Uh on this DVD we have um uh we have not only the sound of Young America live in New York which has uh interviews with uh, uh Scott Adsit from 30 Rock uh uh, uh, the famous music video director Rick Cordero, music from our buddy Andrew WK uh, music from uh, Nelly McKay Uh, Some stand-up comedy from Kumail Nanjiani, the very funny Kumail Nanjiani. This is just one of those DVDs that when you're having a party,
2: you can just put it on with the sound off, and uh, it entertains everybody.
1: Absolutely, because they get to look at my beautiful puss.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's also one of
4: those things that if no one comes to your party, you can watch it with
2: the sound on. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And have a great time. You don't (laughs) even... uh, You don't need your friends yeah you forget they didn't show up um or that they said they couldn't go and you saw later on twitter that they were doing something
1: else it's also got some exclusive jordan jesse go uh content that you can't get anywhere else all of the cutscenes from uh jordan jesse game uh, an entire animated tale uh told by us uh our pal dan Henrik in chicago and uh guest stars john hodgman and andy daly Um, and uh, also uh, a 10-minute short film that we made uh, based on the uh, 1950s children's uh, public service announcement, Social Courtesy. Sure. Uh, It was very well received, a lot of very positive buzz from Max FunCon from Mm -hmm. where where it had its world premiere, a lot of good laughs. Uh, I got, in fact, a personal compliment from Bill Corbett and Kevin Murphy, who told me that we did a great job. Sure. uh... And if anybody knows uh, about uh, who did a good job, it's those guys. Sure. Um, So there's all kinds of thank you gifts. If you give $10 a month, you'll get one of our awesome new T-shirts. Um, there are sweet new jordan jesse go t-shirts stop podcasting yourself t-shirts sound of young america t-shirts these are high quality too. these aren't normal like
2: swag t-shirts this is like this is like a a nice brand of t-shirts exactly
1: we make these on the alternative apparel which is a super premium it's one step up from american apparel a lot of people tell me i like i like an american apparel over a haynes beefy tee we're talking about kicking it up one more notch to alternative sure. apparel, which yeah. is nicer.
4: Yeah, and in these economic times, everyone
1: needs to buy alternative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Alternative for alternatives.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, please, uh, donate now, maximumfund.org slash donate. Uh, just don't, don't, give me, don't give me any baloney about how you're putting it off. You're not going to do it. The time to do it is now. This is the closing day. Are we, still saying, are we still saying
2: get off your duff?
1: Oh, that's our new catchphrase. I forgot about the pledge drive catchphrase. People have been twittering me that they, they get off their duff catchphrase when they have gotten off their duff. Sure. But, Jordan, if you want to implement it, <laughs> guys, get off your duffs. Maximumfun.org slash donate. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy
4: detective. El tiempo grande, Gino Tio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute egg. Tiempo is like Temperature Not time right <laughs>
1: Tiempo is time But I mean I don't think A literal translation Of that uh, Really is a, Is going to be effective
4: I think our Spanish Listeners still Appreciated it <laughs> they did. Like hey This
1: show has Something for me You can <laughs> do sure. that A tip of the hat To our Spanish Speaking listeners yeah. <laughs> This
2: will tide me over till the next Fast and Furious Movie comes out
1: <laughs> Those guys have been Those Spanish speaking Listeners have been Disappointed and frustrated Because to this point our whole show has been in English.
2: <laughs> They're like, oh, finally, something I could kind of understand.
1: <laughs> Granted, it's a directly translated colloquialism that doesn't make sense in my language. But it was but worth it for them to hang in there this whole time. Yeah. At least big stars are acknowledging that my language exists. <laughs> yeah. um, Listen. Uh, I- uh, yesterday on Twitter, I said to, I said to folks, this, is the, uh, this show is going to sort of mark the 10th anniversary of the Sound of Young America, 10 years of Jesse, Jordan, and Gene. Um, it's uh, our big pledge drive show. Uh, what would you like to hear more than anything else on the program? And the response was... You guys to shut your traps. <laughs> <laughs> the, the response was simple. They wanted to hear Mark Marin and Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh-huh, and not us um, the response was, uh, was basically unanimous uh, would you rather with the master of would you rather Jim Rayal? now for those of you out there who might have come to the program relatively recently and aren't familiar with how it works uh, here's how it works we've got our pal uh, Jim Rayal, the master of would you rather on the line from Santa Cruz California how are you Jim I'm
2: doing great so and happy for, to be here, guys. And for people uh, who are just coming to the program
1: now, for clarification,
2: we invented this. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you might be hearing it elsewhere.
1: Yeah, it's we invented our thing. it though. We've been doing it for ten years, and
2: we're not gonna <laughs> fucking put a stink out about it.
1: No, nope, we're not making a stink. No one's making a stink. We just want to. We're we happy. You everybody's know. enjoying it so hey, much. Everybody have a good time. Sure,
2: with the thing we
1: made up. Yeah, <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> um, here's how it works. Jim is going to present us with two choices. They may be good things. They may be bad things. Um, and he'll ask us which we would rather do, have, or be. Um, we'll discuss the various options, we will decide on a uh, final uh, choice, and then Jim, uh, if we have any questions, we can ask Jim for clarification, he is the master of would you rather, and then we will turn to Jim and ask him whether we were right or whether we were wrong. Uh, Uh, I'm
5: a certified master.
1: (laughs) Yes. Did you finally take your board exam? Yeah, yeah, it was a really long and grueling. I, I'm,
5: I'm uh, in a lot of debt, but uh, I'm happy I did it.
1: Cause you took
2: all those training courses.
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost a doctor. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a technical
4: certificate.
3: You're
2: like, right. so you're like Zach Braff on Scrubs. Yeah, he
4: also <laughs> studied uh, at Cambridge in England. Their version is weather your preference. <laughs> 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 um,
1: Jim, what is what is this week's? Would you rather? Okay. <laughs> Would you rather fight dogs compulsively
5: or wear your hair in a long, beautiful ponytail?
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, what was the first one? Fight dogs compulsively? Fight dogs compulsively. You mean fight dogs against each other or always get into fights with dogs?
5: No, I'm talking you're punching a dog in the face.
1: Wow.
2: It's like, so this is like every time you see a dog, whether it's someone walking a dog or you know your own dog, you attack it.
5: you You, you feel an an impulse that really makes you want to uh, fight with the dog.
1: Let's say it's a particularly like I live in I live in, uh, uh, I live in it, when I, when I take my dog out for a walk, um, you know I, I get a few blocks of field. Uh, I end up in the kind of neighborhood where there are a lot of yards with cyclone fences and inside those yards are the kind of dogs that you wouldn't want to have a fight with. Um, Not corgis. Uh, Talking about your jaw locking breeds. Um, Would I be able to, would I have a rational, would I be able to have some rational response uh, that came sort of in, in into my head in, in opposition to my desire to fight them. Like, if I if I felt compelled to fight them, would I be able to overcome that by being like, "Look, if you fought that dog, you might die."
5: Yeah, yeah. You're you know you're you're definitely able to ration with yourself, uh, but you 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 really want to fight it. Uh, so it's like you, a struggle,
2: you... like like when Bruce Banner doesn't want to turn into the Hulk, but. He's, He's gotta do it
4: anyway though. Maybe the impulse helps you overcome that fear. And you just feel like you can take anybody or any dog. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jim. Uh with the uh, the fighting dogs, do I just run up and sucker punch dogs or do I at least have the forbearance to properly challenge them to a duel? No, no,
5: yeah, no. You're gonna, you're gonna step up to the dog, you know. Come here, dog, I'm gonna fight you. You know, you've been you've been doing this for a long time. It's 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 uh it's you know, it's a it's a part of you.
1: H- have I learned moves like possibly Krav Maga?
5: <laughs> I don't know who that is, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an
2: Israeli martial art. Like, so, do we have special dog fighting techniques? I guess is what the question. You Yeah, that
5: well, like giant yeah, you've, glove. <laughs> you've been uh, you've been fighting dogs for for many years, and you've and you've you made it this far. You lasted this long, so you know you're you're no you're no
1: chump. Is it possible that I could make a career? fighting dogs uh, before blood sport matches sort of like a rodeo clown distracts a bull after the cowboy has been thrown mm-hmm.
5: uh yeah yeah certainly but you know it it is it, it yeah, that sounds like a legal activity but that's going to yeah so. it's going
1: to take a little footwork on your part though you don't sure. automatically get the job you have like. to go to i'm going to have to find some dank basements in bangkok sure
2: and with those things you got to know somebody too you know sure uh, I, okay, so let's. Okay, let's I my have some brother ponytail. went to college
1: with Jeffrey Katzenberg's son, so oh, okay. that might
2: help. Um, I have a question about the ponytail. Is I, I want to talk about the length of this ponytail. Does this stay? This is like a magic ponytail that stays a certain length, or can you kind of trim it so it's you know more or less? Is it offensive? down to your butt? Yeah,
5: it's it, it's it's going to be like it's going to be around mid mid back to to the butt type of length. It's a it's a long, you know, it's a it's a it's a head turning ponytail. I feel like
4: down to the butt is a good like for, like if you see someone with hair down to their butt it's like, come on, get a haircut already. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been growing
2: your hair? <laughs> um yeah, so does it stay one length or does it do you have to maintain it?
5: No, it's 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 going to it's going to grow just like normal hair, but it's uh it's it's always it's always in a long ponytail uh
1: length. How much of an issue would uh, split ends be?
2: Um well,
1: it's it's it depends uh, it's on whether you be... blow dry,
4: right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's your that's your hang up, Jesse. <laughs>
4: Uh, well,
5: it's, it's a, it's a, as I stated at the beginning, it's a, it's a a beautiful ponytail. So Mm. there is, there is some, some maintenance that goes into that. There is some upkeep. Uh, yeah,
4: you gotta use
1: Pantene. Yeah. You gotta use the good
5: stuff.
4: Okay. Um, sorry, Jesse, no pert plus.
1: I I (laughs) want (laughs) to, no suave for you. I want to ask you, I want to ask you this. I mean, uh. Uh, our, our friend Eugene's hair here is uh, uh, dark as night and and bone straight and uh, very full and uh, and at the moment artfully disheveled. Uh, but I have no doubt that that Just given like the Jimmy opportunity, Fallon in his heyday, uh, that given the opportunity, our our friend Eugene could grow a, a very lustrous and handsome ponytail. <laughs> Now, Jordan and myself uh, are a little bit different than that. Uh, Jordan, of course, has his signature curly locks. Sure. um, And I have my signature uh, receding hairline and shiny (laughs) pate. Right. Um, So I guess the question is, in in 10 years, uh, am I going to be a bald guy with a really long ponytail from his side and back hair? I mean none of the his back hair. But the, Which I think is a pretty edgy hairstyle. That by the is way. a pretty amazing. I mean it's a it's a remarkable ponytail. Um but I mean it, would I be the kind of guy who has a ponytail despite the fact that there's no hair on the crown of his head, and would Jordan have to mi- fashion a ponytail out of his very curly hair?
5: Yeah, yeah. Does you're, he have to straighten? You're, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be stuck with, with your with your hair type. Uh if you're if you're losing your hair, uh that ponytail is gonna stay. Um, wow. Like one of those guys in the martial arts movies that are all bald, but they have some kind of crazy, uh, you know, long braided hair or something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jordan Jordan has some, some, you know, some kind of kind of kind of frizzy, poofy kind of hair. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be the best looking ponytail that 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 kind of hair can support.
2: So an awful ponytail. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you, but I mean, part of the part of the. Part of the setup for this was that the ponytail is beautiful. It's beautiful like, it's, though, it's yeah, So it's yes. uni- So even if it doesn't, you know, necessarily look good, just the magic of the ponytail—it's universally considered beautiful. Everyone sees yeah, it as yeah, like, "Wow, look at that ponytail!"
5: You know, we're <laughs> we're we're temporarily living in the in the would you rather um, you know fantasy ponytail realm. Okay, and yeah, yeah, you can you All can right. you can fashion your hair into into you know, something nice, Jordan.
2: Okay,
1: okay. I'm ready. Um, I want to ask you one last question. Jay. I'm ready. No, just ask a question. I'm sorry. Um, God, I'm sorry. As you know, I I own a dog, uh, Coco the chocolate dog, sometimes known as Coco the brown brown dog. Um, she's sitting on my lap right now, in fact, um, and I'm wondering if I will want to fight her.
5: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna to want to fight her, but you know, this is a dog that you that you live with, so. There's, there's, you know, it's it's going to be a kind of different, you know, d- a daily struggle with this dog. You're, you know, you're probably, uh, you know, you'll you'll probably have a, a, abused it in the past. You might be going to some, you know, kind of treatment to be able to, you know, live with this, with this uh, uh, crippling compulsion. Wow. Um. So you know, yeah, and if, if if this is the type of person that you are, you know, it's 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 unlikely that that dog is going to be in your house and sitting on your lap. It'll be, you know, afraid in the backyard maybe.
1: Oh jeez. Okay. I I've made my decision. Jean, are you ready to make your decision? Sure. Jordan, you you decided first. Do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I I think this is an easy one. I think uh I, I think I think ponytail. I uh you know, dogs are everywhere these days. And um sure. you know, like having They're the new
1: apple teenies.
2: Sure. And then like <laughs> having to having to suppress a significant amount of rage every day or have several dog fights a day just seems like it would it would bar you from polite society so uh whereas a ponytail kind of does uh in a way but uh i I like this idea that it's universally considered beautiful and i feel like you know if i just i can just fucking go with it and you know wear a suit vest with a t-shirt everywhere i go uh (laughs) hop on a recumbent bike Become a Ren Fair enthusiast and, and put and on really some of those vibrance five finger shoes. Sure, absolutely, and just and really live a pretty cool life.
1: So, uh, so
2: yeah, I think I think ponytail
1: is the easy answer. Now, here's the thing: I really, I really can't imagine a less appropriate hairstyle for me than a long ponytail. Um, I really think it goes against every aesthetic bone in my body god i'm totally seeing it by the way <laughs> <laughs> and it looks and great. i like what i'm seeing <laughs> um, it looks great uh, but you know i really love my dog i can't imagine a world where i fight with my dog all the time and also as i said there's a lot of pretty scary dogs in my neighborhood um so and you know a lot of sweet dogs that i wouldn't want to fight a lot of you know, it's sort of like depending on which block you're on. There's a lot of uh, you know white people's golden retrievers, and there's a lot of uh, kind of cholo dads, uh, you know, pit bull mixes. So, uh, and I wouldn't want to fight either of those. So, I guess I, I have to go with the I have to go with the ponytail too, as much as it would ruin my credibility in my chosen secondary career as uh, you know style men's style video podcast host.
3: Mm.
4: Well, I would go with, uh, I'd go with the psychological compulsion to fight dogs because I have that anyway, so at least in <laughs> this universe it's legitimized and I can get it treated.
1: <laughs> um, uh, Jim, you're the master of Would You Rather. Uh, which answer was correct and which one was incorrect?
5: Well, uh, the correct answer today is Beautiful Ponytail. Ah, ah,
4: nice. Thank God. Nice. Jim just always picks against what I pick. <laughs>
5: Sorry, Gene. You know, uh while uh, while being able to uh, to fight and take down dogs would make you a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Uh you know, it's um it, uh that that that's a pretty dangerous path it could it could land you in the in the
4: in the slammer or oh, man, uh, I didn't know. think about the the hoose gal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> especially yeah it's especially dangerous if you know Krav Maga. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so point of it is.
1: Um well Jim uh number 1 I'd like to thank you for uh picking mine again. Uh, my record has improved to an astonishing many and few. <laughs> uh I'm sorry I can't say the same for you guys. Um I just goes to show that show you that uh, I'm almost always right. Yeah my it's... one
4: last record is never and always.
1: <laughs> I feel history will vindicate us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Jim, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh give us this Would You Rather.
5: Guys, so much fun. Uh I look forward to next time.
1: <laughs> we'll be back in just a second yeah. with more Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. <laughs> uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time, Gene O'Neill. You know, uh, you know we got some great calls uh, to listen to. We've got some more pledge pitching to do. We've got more money to ask for from you. We've got a lot of great stuff still coming up on the show. But um, I think any show that has this segment in it, uh, this segment is probably the highlight of that show. Um, from time to time, uh, look, let me, let me put it this way. Um, Gene, you and I know that Jordan's one of the funniest guys around. If uh, not the... Yeah. We know that he's, he's one of the nicest guys around. Yeah, he's all right. We know that he's a talented television host. Oh, sure. Um, we know that he's a great podcaster, of course. Um, but what some people don't know about Jordan is that he's also... A gifted musician, <clears throat> and that's a shame. More people need to know this. More people should know that. I mean, if Michael Bublé can have a great career in music, uh, there's no reason that Jordan, who's roughly what would you say two, three times more talent, two, th- two, three times as ta- talented, guys,
2: don't, ta- don't, 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 take him down. Don't, no need to, to Sorry, cut him I'm down. Not, just, look, say, just say I'm Bublé-esque. Mm, I think that. Covers I feel that. like that, that. I would that, say that buble, doesn't serve you well at though. Best,
1: at, okay, at, well, at, the the best I, the best I could say is that. On his best day, Buble is Morris-esque. Okay, yeah. Well, let Okay. You say?
2: Well, I just died. I just don't want to. If cut you, down you want to talk colleague. about who
1: is Morris-esque, I, who's who's coming up?
4: If I'm, you want to brag about your friends about the Michael Buble show that you went to last night, right? And when they saw him, they're like yeah, it was great. It was typical Buble. I would You say, want
1: to say? Well, I saw him and he was like. It was like seeing Jordan live. I liked live. it. I liked it better when his name was Jordan Morris. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that to a certain extent, you could make an argument that Mandy Patinkin is Morris-esque. Um, I mean, in
2: his in his Broadway career, not in his career on uh, television procedural in, in thrillers. on Chicago Hope.
1: No, no, certainly. In ter- well, criminal in, Minds. In terms of his ability to to sing a lovely tune, sure. Yeah. Streisand, uh again on Broadway. Um, I can't really think of anybody else who's in Jordan's league. certainly even these people are below Jordan. Um, I would also
4: say Mandy Patinkin is Albert (laughs) Finney-esque. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. That's also fair. As long as we're on the subject of... uh... Mandy Patinkin.
1: This is a segment called "Jordan Sings a Song." Now, Jordan. Uh, now, guy. Actually, guys. Sorry, I'm the. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go off script
2: here for a second. Sure. I know we were talking. I. I, I was...
1: feel like I. Why. Why did I do so many drafts of this script? Yeah, and I'm roughly through my sorry, papers guys, right it's now. Like
2: uh, it's like working with Will Ferrell with me. You just turn on the camera and watch me go. Jeez, oh, Jordan does something crazy. Uh, we would. T- we were talking about it, and we thought I was gonna sing my darling Clementine, mm-hmm. which I am totally prepared to do if that's still the direction you guys want to go. But then I remember Jordan, a song... Jordan, I don't
1: want to stand in the way of your muse.
2: I just... I, just, I want to I I service the audience, and I want to know what you guys think is, is best. I can sing that, or uh, I could sing an original parody song I wrote about Pele <laughs> to the tune of Barry Manilow's Mandy. Um,
1: well, listen... Yeah It's been a long time since we've done Jordan Sings a Song Mm -hmm. People are hungry for something People need as much Jordan as they can Why don't you sing the original tune?
2: Okay, here it comes But it's not a, you know, it's not a totally original tune
1: This is a, you know, I'm putting my own spin on it But you've contributed a lot to it I mean, it's like Michael Jackson writing the lyrics to a song Like you really Or Britney Spears co-writing one of her songs
2: Right, which she does frequently Yeah I'm told Okay, this is called Pele And it's to uh, the tune of Barry Manilow's Mandy. Oh, Pele, you came and you gave without soccer,
1: but I sent you away, oh, Pele. That's it. (laughs) Jordan sings a song. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse Go. La, 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 It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
4: Uh... Big time Gene O'Neill, sorry. Did you forget? Yeah, I forgot where I was. (laughs) (laughs) I was back in the war.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, I want to give a uh, Jordan Jesse Go personal message. This is one that we have been saving for a while. It is from uh, Jim in uh, Blackfoot, Idaho, uh, to his beautiful wife. Uh, They are celebrating on May 26th uh, the anniversary of the first time that they humped. 13, <laughs> mm. 13 years ago at a party at Jenny Sue's house mm. uh in nineteen ninety seven. So that's a personal shout out from Jim Hines. <sighs> details, his wife. Jim,
2: details. <laughs> Great, you humped. What was it like?
1: It was probably good. That's Describe, why they stayed. Well,
2: I don't know. Yes. Because fucking coy little miss blue bonnet over there doesn't want to talk yeah. about
4: Describe it. Describe the vasculature of your boner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great story. And don't just Jim. say
1: prodigious. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the other week on the show we had a big discussion about the relative merits of livers, uh, spleens and kidneys. Um, and our medical correspondent, uh, mm. who is now I think completing medical school, yes. uh, called in with some clarification. So let's hear it. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This
0: right. is Casey in Houston. I'm calling in case you don't end up hearing from your original medical correspondent, um, because I'm in med school too, and I just wanted to offer my counsel on the spleen action items.
1: You have, um... Wait a minute! Shit! I deleted the wrong one. Two people called in. One was our real medical correspondent, and one was the wrong one. The other
4: one's an impostor.
1: And I accidentally deleted the real one and kept the impostor. Oh, great. Well, we got to know. we got to know. Our apologies to our real medical correspondent and her uh, charming Illinois accent. Congratulations, impostor. (laughs) You've been promoted.
6: One liver, and you
0: store your bile in your gallbladder, which is behind your liver. But um, in regards to what Nick Adams was saying, uh, yeah, you only get one spleen, but sometimes it has to come out. And when it does, you're more susceptible to certain kinds of bacteria. Yeah. But there are a few vaccines that can help you with that. I just have to tell you, I had an amazing time this weekend at Max FunCon. By the time you see me at the next one, I will just have had the momentous occasion of adding MD to my name. So I'm looking forward to it. Love the show. Bye.
1: See, that's hey. nice. She's a nice young woman. Come and on. My apologies to our real, uh, our real medical correspondent who hadn't been on the show in roughly a year, but was still listening. And when we called out for her, she responded. And then yesterday, when I spent four hours screening calls, I accidentally deleted hers in delirium. Um, we also have we also asked for follow up on the guy who called in the momentous occasion. That uh, he works in film production and he was driving a dead cow to Montana, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was Montana. I don't sure. remember. Uh, but we were like, "Okay, can we get a little background information on this?" And uh, <laughs> he's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, he really delivered in, on the background yeah, information front. So,
7: hey guys, this is Tom Myers calling to uh, expand on a voicemail I left last week about transporting a dead cow. Um, I'm sure you'll be interested to know that Denver does, in fact, have a production industry, but it mostly consists of extreme hunting, other gun-related shows, and infomercials.
1: So he worked in film production. We were like, well, if you work in film production, he said he was a PA, why do you live in Denver? Mm. That seems bizarre. It's because of the uh, outdoors programs that shoot there.
7: The cow shoot was for a company based in L.A. where I was actually living at the time, and they sent me and my wife out here to pick up the cow reality TV show they were producing,
1: they prefer to hire a couple to do it so there's no funny business. Yeah. Nobody
4: says cow. He's not talking about his mother-in-law.
7: Hello. Hey. Where they then mutilated it on camera um, after the wrap, we took the stinking carcass to a wolf rescue in Guffey, Colorado, where I had yet another momentous occasion when the owner of the compound was generous enough to personally introduce me to his entire wolf family. Um, We were in the cages with these animals, taking Facebook photos and cuddling them, and they're really not the bloodthirsty, savage creatures I expected them to be, although their habitat is littered with dozens of cleaned cow, sheep, and llama skulls. Um, And for a third and final momentous occasion, my wife and I have actually left Hollywood for Denver, where I'm now editing a block of the aforementioned hunting and gun-related shows, um, it's pretty nice here, and while it's not as warm as Southern California, it sure beats the hell out of working as a PA.
1: Thanks, guys. There you go. Hey, hey. It's a nice story. It's that heartwarming. was a very good story. He took the cow carcass story. He introduced a heartwarming family of wolves to tear the flesh from the bones, and he cuddled with them, took some Facebook photos. I'm, what I'm imagining is a Facebook photo where – like, the cow head is in the wolf's mouth, mm-hmm. and then, like, the cow's leg with the hoof at the bottom is hanging out of his mouth, and they're both smiling. That's cute. I don't know if wolves can technically smile, but they can do that thing where a dog's mouth is open and it kind of looks like it's smiling. Yeah, they have
4: their tongue out. Yeah. That's
1: like the dog's smile. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call in and uh, let us know. Uh, in the immediate aftermath, or even as it is happening, it's a segment called <laughs> Momentous Occasions. Uh, let's go to the tape.
0: Hi, Jordan Jesse. I'm calling us a momentous occasion. My name is Ashley, and I work at a public library. Today, I was part of a focus group to try to pick a uniform, as our library right now just has a dress code of spiffy casual. Um, after two hours of arguing about why we can't wear a lariat, or not a lariat, sorry, a lanyard, which is basically a keychain around your neck because it's too fucking ugly, and that was my stance, um, somebody came up with the brilliant idea that we should wear bolo ties, the (laughs) western-style shoelace with a toggle around your neck, and they should be clear. So... Um, It is a momentous occasion because we are going to be the only public library in the world where everybody wears clear plastic bolo ties, so you know we work there. Uh, My brain exploded. I'm so excited to get to wear the most ugly, bizarre uniform on the planet.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. They rejected lanyards, and they said... (laughs) What's what's more what's more attractive than a lanyard and also better at distinguishing who works here? They came up with transparent bolo ties.
2: <laughs> I guess yeah, and I guess you always have to just wear like a probably have a like a denim collared shirt on at all times too. Absolutely, or else it'll look weird. Although,
1: you know- if Star Trek IV has taught us anything, it's the developments in transparent aluminum, aluminum <laughs> technology. <laughs>
4: Um, I was gonna say I have a, had a momentous occasion in a what library. No. Uh it's a little bit of an old story. When I was eight years old, uh no maybe ten years old, we went to the you know, my mom took us to the library like every two weeks and I would go to the young adult section to peruse the great brain titles. <laughs> and uh this uh...
2: anything new?
4: <laughs> yeah. And then so uh this guy comes up and uh I remember distinctly he's wearing like he looked vaguely maybe a little bit homeless just a little bit um and he's wearing this like neon green tank top and like matching neon green shorts and he's holding a newspaper over his waist and he walks by me moves the newspaper and his penis is just hanging out and then he goes like oh sorry like almost like he bumped into me you know he's apologizing for it and then uh and then just kept walking and i just thought to myself oh that poor guy he's got a hole in his shorts so when he goes out he's just got to put <laughs> yeah, a newspaper over yeah, right. his crotch <laughs> and uh for some reason i thought of that recently and it only occurred
2: to me that that guy was exposing himself to me <laughs> <laughs> but being like polite about it yeah So you think that's just like that's like pre-flasher behavior you know yeah i guess you have the you know the standard flash you know guy in a trench coat jumps out of the alley and
1: screams and yells so he's still working up his whole routine yeah that was i think this is an advanced flasher technology because he's got the neon green it matches yeah you
4: see a guy matching green clothes the last thing you're gonna think is that he flashes people
1: yeah he's working on kids instead of grown women Hmm. you know this is advanced stuff he's
4: in the young adult section which i think is savvy right yeah Yeah. he's
2: like well i'm not a pervert (laughs) (laughs) i'm not about to go in the children i'm not about to go in mother goose's story corner (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go over by the Encyclopedia Browns.
8: Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Alyssa from Massachusetts. I am calling with a momentous occasion. Um, my friends and I were at the mall yesterday waiting by the elevators to leave. And when the elevator doors opened, there were three teenage boys sitting on the floor laughing hysterically. Uh, it was kind of weird, but we didn't think too much of it until we walked into the elevator after they had left. And it took us about three or four seconds to realize that we were trapped in a prison of farts. <laughs> of uh, these oh. boys had been riding the elevator.
1: I want to I I take this back just, if I can, like a couple seconds.
8: <laughs> <laughs> up and down, creating a tornado of smell into which.
1: I thought I, thought I, could, I thought I knew how to do that. Oh, jog mode. How about that?
8: Okay, okay, he's, he's, okay. he's 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 These he's boys had been riding the elevator up and down, creating a tornado of smell.
1: Oh, wait. Okay, here we go. Wait, i got to go back a little bit more. Man, poor Max Hedrick getting caught in of farts. <laughs>
8: it took us about three okay, or four okay. seconds to realize that we were trapped in a prison of farts, a fart jail. These uh, boys had been riding the elevator up and down, yeah. creating a tornado of smell into which we walked blithely. Um, we thankfully were not in there too long. We escaped four or five seconds after we realized this. And um, the boys were still outside laughing, at which point I told them what they did was, quote, not cool, but they just kind of
1: laughed some more and ran away. The fact of the matter is that that was a very cool thing that they did. Man, those kids are on top of the world. Yeah, (laughs) they built their own prison of farts—a
2: fart jail. Yeah. Um, Is she suggesting, and maybe this is, maybe this is easier than I'm thinking it is. But is she suggesting that these? Boys synchronized their farts; like they all farted at the same time. Do you it's think you can do like that? Given it, the
1: you know how um, you know how they say that uh, in so-called primitive societies, women who live together will have their periods tend to synchronize. Sure. Um, I think it's a similar thing here. Teenage boys' farts tend to synchronize <laughs> mm, yeah. over time.
4: Wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, we've all been farting this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> We got our own little fart jail going. Yeah,
2: and I hope I never get paroled. <laughs> I'm like Hi, the guy from the This is
6: Sarah M. in myself. Chicago, Illinois, and I'm calling you from my wedding reception, and I just whipped out a power jam and danced to Ignition Remix with all of my closest friends, including my parents. And it was the time of my life, and I have to say, I didn't know Ignition Remix until I heard Jesse talking about whipping out a power jam, and... I'm so thankful that it's part of my life now. I love the show. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye. Look, I'm not just here to entertain you. I'm here to bring light to your lives. Yeah. Um, The people who are out there who had never listened to Ignition Remix, um, who had never even thought about – I mean, look, she she had not heard Ignition Remix. Had she not heard Ignition Remix before her wedding, Mm. um, not only would they not have had that awesome power jam to dance to, They also probably wouldn't have had something that I presume they had there at the wedding, which is food everywhere as if the party was catered. (laughs) Um, This was, I I mean, I have to really, I have to take this time to pat myself on the back. Um, Literally, physically. I'm doing it right now. Don't throw your shoulder out. Um, Because I I feel like, you know, sometimes you see somebody, they're like an ER doctor or something, they're like, well, at least I'm doing the Lord's work. Hey, fuck you, asshole i'm doing the lord's work get off your high horse i'm bringing ignition remix not the much much worse original song that was completely different uh but remix uh to uh to people who didn't even know about it before it's like those people who give a laptop to a child in a third world country or uh you know give them a hand out malaria nets that kind of thing (laughs) sure
4: that's you doctors only save lives you change them absolutely
6: i'm calling with a momentous occasion this is emily from san francisco last night i went bowling um in the suburbs of san francisco in colma sarah bowl jesse i'm sure you're familiar with this place
1: of course i am who isn't familiar with the sarah bowl (laughs)
6: um and i was bowling i was doing okay and then at some point i was drinking and i realized that i couldn't bowl anymore and i started uh only having gutter balls um And I realized that it was because I was too horny to function. And so I I never thought of myself as the type of person who would do something like this. But I decided that what I needed to do was go into the locker room, the bathroom at this uh, bowling alley in the suburbs and um, talk myself. And so I did. And then I came back and it was my turn and I got my first strike of the night.
1: Followed by two spares. Yes! Wow! What? I hope this catalyzes a run of too horny to function stories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, we had this amazing moment of shame that somebody called in, that I can't—I feel like I can't even talk about it on air because yeah. it was so vulgar. <sighs> but I thought that was nice because it's a nice lady calling in. Like clearly, she's a sweet lady, you know. Yeah. Like she wasn't some. She she it wasn't some. Uh, you know potty mouth 17 17-year-old wasn't boy no it was sweet yeah it was about bowling it was like, it was like a buildings
2: roman story <laughs> sure uh the hero's journey starts off in the peaceful village um i i i have a few questions
4: okay jordan lost it when he uh, heard this <laughs>
2: If only well, Jordan's monocle
4: fell into his lap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, my my suspenders uh,
1: whipped up. Um He dropped the pheasant that he'd been holding on the tines of his silver fork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh like
2: it, it the thing is like it's it's you're you're bowling and you're drinking. Right. What, what, what's, what what's it I gotta, yeah. yeah, what I happens start going to, what happens dates. to make you, yeah, right, <laughs> it's like, it, was
1: there something just a, about, I don't know, I mean, you weren't, you guys aren't married, so you don't know about, sometimes when the, <sighs> here we go, when the spice is missing from your bedroom life, uh, you do something, you take a little time out to do something sexy, uh, to get everybody in the mood and sort of. Reinvigorate the kind of sexual feeling yeah. in your relationship, so you'll you do so you do something like uh, go to the Sarah Bowl, where my friend Tony Macaulay bowled in a league uh, when we were in elementary school. Yeah, did he sure. jack off between frames? <laughs> <laughs> Guy, have to go to the
2: bathroom. Is that again. A, <laughs> <laughs> the secret. Um. Anyways, never. Yeah, let's we can move on.
1: It's a lovely. It's a lovely story, sure. Jordan. What it is is it's just like. It's one of those things where um, it, you just hear, you hear a story and you just know that's just heartwarming. That's sweet. That's, um, that's the kind of thing that yeah. we're going to make a movie of with a lot of soft focus. Sure. This yeah. is like the Marley and Me of That's Pulse. a
4: Lifetime or Hallmark movie right there.
1: Absolutely. This is a Marley and Me, but it has a happy ending.
4: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh,
5: this is Dario from San Diego. Just wanting to say, uh, I just had a momentous occasion. Uh, I just uh, I just asked out a girl I really liked to prom, and she said yes. So right now, I'm like, relaxing on cloud nine. Uh, thanks, guys.
7: Later.
2: Hey, you know what, Dario? Congratulations, man. You know what? You earned this. Go in the bathroom of a bowling alley. <laughs> and rub one out. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Man, yeah, I advise to skip the prom altogether. Go straight to the bowl. Yeah, game.
2: right. <laughs> yeah, go in your separate bathrooms, <laughs> masturbate, and then talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> along with uh, along uh, with heartwarming stories like that one, we also share moments of shame on this program. Like I said, there was one that was just too vulgar for me to play on the air, but pretty shameful, and maybe maybe I'll write it out on the forum or something like that because it was pretty bad. But this one is nice because it's it's sincerely shameful, but uh, in a charming way.
7: Good afternoon, Jordan. Jesse Go. I have a moment of shame. This is Mark from Alexandria. Uh, I was just sitting in my office listening to some of your older podcasts, and during the opening uh, I had both my cat and dog sitting on my left and right. I pointed at each and said, Jordan, Jesse, go with my hand in the air, only to turn around and find my wife Sandy, behind me. Uh, now thoroughly emasculated, uh, I will be spending a lot more time with uh, my surrogate, Jordan and Jesse. I uh, just want to let you know. Thanks.
1: Which one do you think was Jordan and which one do you think was Jesse? Uh, I want to be a different pet. I want to be... You want to be an iguana Yeah, that'd be God, awesome God, you can't stop talking about your fucking iguana Sure man. Oh, I, I taught I, him a fucking <laughs> trick He shits in a bowl <laughs> <laughs> Whatever He changes colors when he's on the wall
4: Yeah, man, I hope his dog is at Doghouse Because he's about to join him in it <laughs> Hello,
1: nice. look out We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Mm, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Big time Gene O'Neill. One of the best in the business. Big time Gene O'Neill. Yeah, right. Superstar podcaster, big time Gene O'Neill. The man more requested than any other Jordan, Jesse Goh guest of all time. The man with 10 years of microphone experience. The man who logs reality television shows <laughs> better than anyone else and in the world. And works
4: at the Cat Hotel wait what yeah the cat hotel you I talked yeah, about that last time i think no i don't think you did yeah my job at the cat hotel but,
1: what what do you what do, you do what do you do at the cat hotel
4: concierge <laughs> oh yeah uh, i'm not really working there right now though i got suspended <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> a lot of a lot of customers complained <laughs>
2: Um, a lot of the cats are coming out with bad self esteem.
1: <laughs> Listen, uh, we got a couple of really awesome things coming up. Uh, on May 28th, which is this coming Friday, we are doing our Max Fun Marathon, it is the grand finale of the Max Fun Drive. Jordan and I will be broadcasting, streaming live audio and professionally produced video from our friend Elliot Hochberg of IndieHD.com. Uh, we'll be behind the cameras. Uh, Eight hours of Jordan Jesse go. Uh it's gonna be quite the extravaganza, mm. Jordan. From four PM to yeah. midnight Pacific time. Uh I, I think people can stay stay up. Even on the East Coast, you can make it to three AM, right? Sure. If you're if you're a real man or woman, uh pussy up, right? We're not supposed to say be a pussy's supposed to be strong, right? Yeah. Pussy up. Yeah. And, uh, don't be such a penis. Yeah, don't be such yeah. a scroat. Uh here's I'm gonna look over on this list and tell you about who's gonna be on this fucking show. Are we uh, are we like can we say everybody, or is it supposed to be like kind of a surprise? I mean, I decided we'd just say everybody. You know, okay. who gives a shit, right? Sure. Uh, Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belmap. Uh, the Sklar Brothers. Uh, Sarah Thier, uh the awesome Sarah Thayer from uh, Strangers with Candy, among other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, also an improv legend. And her husband, a fellow you might have heard, with, heard of, uh, Mr. Andy Richter. Uh, Sir Greg mm. Uh Paul Shearer and Rob Hubel. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Dore and Steph Zambrano from uh, the Comedy and Everything Else podcast, uh, Edie McClurg from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Clifford and Kid are going to bring be bringing us a uh, root beer tasting contest. Mm. Um, we've got Karen Kilgariff, one of our all time favorite guests from uh, Mister Show and uh, other outlets. Scott Ackerman from Comedy Deathray Radio is going to stop by. We've got uh, Super Ego from the Go Super Ego podcast, which is a, a great, a great uh, sketch comedy podcast uh, worth your time and time to listen to. Mike Schmidt from the Forty Year Old Boy, uh, Stephen Tobolowski, character actor Stephen Tobolowski, who you might know as uh, among his many other roles, uh, he is Bill Murray's insurance selling high school buddy from Groundhog Day. Uh, the one who's always yeah, bothering, Ned the him. Head, yeah, Ned yeah. Ryerson. You got it, Ned Ryerson. Um, Man, um, I bet he gets that all the time, and he loves it.
2: He has to go inside a bowling alley bathroom with Jack off, and <laughs> it happens.
1: <laughs> he's got, he's got a great podcast called uh, the Tobolowski Files, where he just tells like these crazy stories from his life, as you would imagine, specifically from Groundhog Day. Yeah, <laughs> 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 from Groundhog Day. Day four of my five-day shoot. <laughs> And uh, a very, uh, very special Craft guest. services <laughs> was very kind. We've got uh, our friend Eugene O'Neill will be there from uh, uh, the Jordan Jesse Go podcast and the Sound of Young America certain circa ni- 2002. I'll be stopping by. He'll stop by for a few laughs and flying in from the great state of Canada, Dave Country. Shumka. Country. Dave Shumka. Yeah. Sure. Oh, excuse me. Flying in from the great state of country, <laughs> Dave <you>. Shumka. <laughs> now, that's fun. That's yeah. a fun That's a fun little gag we just put together. That was a lot of fun. Um, Dave Shumka will be sitting in with us the entire time. He will be in charge of, I don't know, have you guys seen The Marriage Ref? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, who hasn't seen The Marriage Ref, right? Yeah. Uh, By know, seen it, I mean I know of it. You know how there's, <laughs> on The Marriage Ref, there's like a lady from the morning news team who sits over there, and then they're arguing about, like, uh, you know, they're arguing about ta- who takes out the trash, and then they cut to her, and she gives some cool facts about trash. <laughs> sure. Um, he of will which be, there are many. He will be filling that role. Um, uh, he'll be uh, chiming into the conversation, uh, keeping an eye on the chat room. Uh, there, of course, will be a live chat going on the whole time mm-hmm. and uh, filling us in on what's going on in the chat room. He will uh, be uh, letting us know how many donors are donating, since mm-hmm. it is, after all, a Max Fund Drive donation event. Um, and he'll just generally be being one of the funniest guys around, uh, just like he is on the Stop Podcasting yourself. Sure. Um, so it should be a blast. Just go to MaximumFund.org, uh, or if you're in Los Angeles, right now, their reservations are sold out. Uh, there were, we, we gave out a certain number of re- reservations. Uh, those people will get priority entrance to the event. Uh, however, it's a pretty big place. Uh, there's a lot of room. Uh, come to the show, uh, and I think we'll be able to fit you in um, if you're in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, and if we could may offer one recommendation, Jordan, and that is if you happen to have a chair, you can bring a chair because we don't know how many chairs there's going to be. Byo. If chair. you have a reservation, you're fine for a chair. Uh, as long as you show up at the beginning. But uh, if you don't show up at the beginning, we're not sure how many chairs there's going to be beyond the number of reservations. So there's going to be plenty of room, but we don't know how many chairs there's going to be. So, uh, you know, come by, enjoy yourself, stop by after work, uh, pop in. It only costs five bucks. Uh, I'm going to buy everybody pizza, um, we've got some leftover Shiraz from, uh, from <laughs> Funcon, so it'll be, we bo- got some the box
4: variety? Yes,
1: we've got some leftover Shiraz from the inaugural Blimp Flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all, it all goes down Friday, May 28th from 4pm to midnight. Um, I would like to uh say one thing I, I mentioned that i um I mentioned that I screened calls for four hours yesterday sure um we took a lot of calls and uh there's this one category of calls that I usually call heartfelt uh this is a kind of call that we some, we don't usually we don't usually play on the air because it doesn't really you know it doesn't it's not something we want to make fun of necessarily and uh and it's also just you know why would we want to toot our own horn on the air but we got some we got some really sweet calls so I want to thank the people who who called in to tell us about how, you know, important what we do is uh to them and um especially uh we got a call from a gentleman named Jack who was in a real tough situation and uh uh we're thinking about you bud and um we got a call from a young lady who didn't give us a name who was uh uh taking care of her great grandmother and uh said some really kind kind things about uh what we do so uh our thanks to her and and we're thinking of you too. Um and uh Finally, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Uh, Jordan, if you could implement the catchphrase. <clears throat> ah! oh! nong, nong,
2: nong, nong. Do you want to try no, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, teeth New and New the York. lips? <laughs>
1: Get off your duff maximumfund.org slash donate. There's no more excuses. There's no more time to do this. Go to fucking maximumfund.org slash donate. If you believe in independent media, if this is something that you actually like, if you enjoy listening to our show, make a donation. Fucking... Famous people are giving us donations. Sure, our, our colleagues are giving us donations. People that we admire. Look, we got a we got a donation from our friend Tom Sharpling from the best show on WFMU. Our thanks to Tom Sharpling from the best show on WFMU. Kurt Explodo Anderson signed up wow. for a donation. That guy's so fucking classy. Uh, he's having he's probably having uh, brunch with Gore Vidal right now. <laughs> That's what, <laughs> yeah. and he's and he took the time out to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate These good people are donating to support this program, and uh, frankly, you should too. If you're unemployed, if you live in a second or third world nation, you're off the hook. If you're not, you are not off the hook. You are not off the hook. We are supported by your donations. I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. If you think we're supported by the money that I get from public radio stations for the Sound of Young America or something, or you think that we're, you know, frittering away your money on... Uh, niceties like an actual studio to record in or um, an engineer or someone so that I don't have to spend four hours screening the calls on my Saturday afternoon. Uh, You're wrong. We're, We're running a lean operation. All we're asking for you to do is support it jordan you got anything to add on this front uh yeah no thanks
2: I, I i i enjoy doing this and this is is you know this definitely falls under like the hobby category for me and uh it just gives me a little little bit of cash each month to do it which i uh for which i am grateful uh i you know i i would do it for free but it's definitely uh <laughs> but no not uh, really. but 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 don't um but yeah but um but it's nice, and as somebody who I I didn't grow up, uh, you know, in like a public radio or PBS house, so definitely I know I know the feeling of like I just assume that the things that I like make money because they exist, you know, like oh, I because I'm it's because i good, I'm, it makes money because I'm ingesting something, it makes money, but uh, you know, uh, these days it doesn't necessarily, and uh, yeah, and I, and I think that um, you know it's it's even kind of a good feeling knowing that like you know like if you if you enjoy if you enjoy 30 rock you know you could go out and buy a subway sandwich because you know it it you know is you know because they buy commercials on 30 rock uh but it just makes infinitely more difference to uh, to maximum fun to donate and you know use that use that same idea because it just it, it, it definitely makes a huge difference uh, and uh, each each donation is totally appreciated individually so do it. Can I just say that I love doing this show
4: uh, in the you know modest facilities and all, but um, I wouldn't mind getting a Calistoga and uh, maybe a cushion <laughs> a soft cushion to sit on. Hey.
2: That's not a, that's not a, that's not a, uh, not, not a too big request. Gene,
1: I don't want to look, I I don't want, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to put you out there too much, but, uh, Gene O'Neill comes in here. He's got a real job. He's a working man. Uh, he's, he's climbing his way up the Hollywood ladder. He likes to sleep during the day. (laughs) (laughs) He comes in here, he comes in here and works, you know, lends his prodigious talents to our program. Um, you know, unlike me and Jordan, he doesn't get paid to do it. Uh, Gene is also a donor to Maximum Fun. That's true. Gene fucking stood the fuck up and uh, donated. And, uh, you know, I I donate to the things that I like, too. You know, uh, Tom from The Best Show uh, is is kind enough to donate to our show. And I always make sure and give some money to uh, uh, to give some money to FMU. You know, like the the thing of it the, the thing of it is that um, we really are truly supported by the people who care what we do and we're you know we're not supported by selling you know Jordan Jesse Go themed homies figurines in uh, <laughs> Lord knows we tried <laughs> God, we you lost, do not want those We lost so much money on those Jordan Jesse we hired the real guy from homies yeah. to scrap to craft our homies figurines. Do you think that means anything to people who don't live in like Los Angeles, San Antonio? Yeah, you also paid Pepsi to model a cool can after you guys. (laughs) 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 Um, Maximumfund.org slash donate. Uh, Jordan, I don't mean to pressure you, but if you have one more in you, uh, one more utilization of the magic words that will drive people to maximumfundorg slash donate. I'll need my assistant to come put my cape over me after I say it. (laughs) (laughs) But
2: uh, get off your duff.
1: We'll talk to you on uh, Friday, May 28th from 4 p.m. to midnight. Christ, that's going to be horrible. I suggest that you not not watch that because it is weird. Just going to get progressively more insane. Yeah. I think what? How many hours do you think I've gotten me? Maybe two hours, three hours before the madness starts to creep in. If that. Before and, you become too horny to function. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, is there a bowling alley <laughs> near the comic book store? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>